0: entrepreneurs turned besties share on life business and the journey through the mess join their community with every new episode for connection education a few laughs and the hype energy like a bathroom full of drunk girls at a bar it's okay we are your your friends, friends now, now? <laughs> hey this is ashley hey y'all it's
1: fizz and hey, it's Katie, and welcome to another episode of We're Your Friends Now. Uh, we <laughs> are so excited <laughs> to chat today about um, – this is like more of a kind of meteor topic, I feel like. Uh, yeah. We're going to talk about boundaries today, um, <laughs> how you make them, what they are, how you enforce them. And the reason that I wanted to have this conversation now is because I feel like personally – the holidays are when a lot of boundaries get broken. We hear a lot of people talk about how the holidays are difficult for people who maybe are like grieving or, you know, had a rough year or whatever. And I think that it's also difficult because we tend to put down a lot of our boundaries and it leads us to like this negative space that we've tried really hard to protect. So I want to have a conversation about how we create and uphold boundaries and how you really protect your peace because to me that's kind of the ultimate goal. Um and so let's let's kick it off. I want to know for y'all um like what let's start out with like what is a boundary to you and do you have any you don't have to name exactly what they are but like do you have any that you specifically enforce over the holidays?
0: Yeah, I guess I'll talk a little bit about it because I have an interesting experience with this being that I feel like a lot of people when they talk about their boundaries during the holidays getting sort of violated or walked over tends to be people talking about their in-laws and because you grow up with like different traditions and so it's just such a clash and people put so much importance on the holidays. Mm -hmm. For me, I grew up with like holidays or always different we didn't have a very set tradition like everybody always gathered here to do this so it's always been very flexible there's been years I don't see my family at all and that's like super normal so now married my husband's family they are very very regular with their holiday schedule and what house they go to and who goes there and like it's so regular So, for me, it was like no big deal to go and join in on their tradition. And it was fun and different for me to have those really large, regular family gatherings. Yeah. What was hard was when my family would pop up and be like, hey, this year we're all going to be here. And it's like that pressure to make a choice between, you know, do you uphold your tradition or do you you break it to go do this other thing? And that is really hard because. It's so sporadic. Having a specific set boundary around it is really hard for me because I don't even know what that boundary should be because it doesn't occur <laughs> enough. You know? Yeah. Well, and I think you touched on something that I was actually
1: going to bring up later, but we can just talk about it now. Um, the distinction between tradition and obligation. Oh. And <laughs> mm. I think that there's. A-
0: <laughs> I. <clears throat> obligation I, okay that was resonating <laughs> I mean
2: all right yeah the obligation is uh do you let me ask you a question Katie whenever you say obligation do you think that is synonymous with the word duty
1: interesting um I'm far too immature to have that be said to me um <laughs> I just think so. I I um, just
2: I think it, kind of. I think it is, and that yeah, right. I I think the way that when you're saying that, that's kind of like how that resonates with me, with yeah. that. And I and I'm just I just want to make sure that I'm hearing the the same thing that with that, right? Because you know I yeah. love to overthink things.
1: so well, and so, obli- obligation doesn't have to be negative, but it can be. Well, it neither does
2: be. yeah. Neither does a duty though, too. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna roll with it. I'm gonna keep chewing. All right. Keep going. I'm here. Okay.
1: No, that was my, because I think that like, and I'm sure we'll get into this later, but like as you talk about boundaries and stuff and um, you can swing the other way of like, once I started setting boundaries, I almost got to the point where I was like, well, I don't want to do it, so I'm not going to. And at what point is like the feeling of obligation okay? Like you go do things you may not necessarily Mm -hmm. want to do, but it's not crossing any lines, but you do it because you should or for somebody else's happiness.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, boundaries... In particular, around the holidays, Ugh. no, I'm really <laughs> glad. Honestly, if we're just like real talk right now, this this conversation is so timely for me because in this season of life, I am like extra spread thin um, mm-hmm. in it and and with it, and so I uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to to one I guess reminding myself here of, of how we do these things as the, (laughs) the boss women that we are. (laughs) Um, but, but yeah, so, so I'm, I guess like in general, um, the way I explain it and I am really big on making sure that I get time with groups, with people individually and with myself, um, and, and making that happen and I can't do it on a daily basis, um, I try to make sure that I do it every three days. And so not weekly, but every three days that I am being intentional with time. So with groups that looks like um, with friends for dinner, like a family dinner um, or like intentional family time. Um, And then with my kid or with my husband, um, my like inner circle. Right. And then um, Mm. with myself, and that that's where I struggle with, right? Is is getting the alone time um, the most because I think that's mm-hmm. what I think a lot of people do. Um, so yeah, that so I, I need to, to push one, back on my boundaries some. Yeah,
1: that is the first one that people tend to throw away, right? Is like our time to ourselves. Yeah. And you may not think that you have time to yourself, but a lot of people go to the gym or you know whatever it is that you do on your own for yourself, and that's usually the first one that's like given up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Why is that, do you think?
2: Well, because uh, for me, oh, well, I can tell you what it is for me. is because, like, I mean, I'll just push myself to, like, whatever to get it done. And, like, you know, I need – I almost need somebody to hold me back. But I am very hard to hold back because I do not like <laughs> being held back. <laughs> so, like, I mean <laughs> – so i mean like that's that's where like why like you know we talk about this this whole thing like my my therapist like the my favorite thing she's like you're the only one in my chair biz and i'm like ah you know and it, it's it's <laughs> kind of like like you know you have to you have to set those boundaries for yourself and like stick up for yourself um and i yeah. i think it's i think it's really hard right whenever like to learn that you know i think if, if i didn't necessarily learn how to stand up for myself um, until recently. Like, I feel like I was like, I don't know, like after I had live and like a mama bear in me to like stand up (laughs) for my kid. And, And like, I honestly, like, I mean, real talk, if I get like really vulnerable here for a minute, I think it was my kid that helped me learn those boundaries because like, like babies are like innocent and like, like, like they can't do anything wrong you know what I mean? And so like when you have a toddler and they're, they're barely learning how to share, you know, like you can't, you can't, you know, get mad at them like the first, you know, 20 times you're teaching them. So with my daughter, it like brought out this mama bear in me that she can't help it. And so like my job is to defend her in those situations and like stand up for her and like when someone is you know whatever and i never really had anybody to stand up for like that and it made me realize like that i need to stand up for myself um in the yeah. way that i stand up for my kid and um so really unlocking this whole journey of you know self parenting and learning how to self parent um through parenting my daughter um, and that's like why it like means so much to me, Katie, and like my letter of recommendation that like, you talked about me fiercely protecting the time with my daughter. Um, because like things, you know, you talk about working very intentionally on stuff like that. And that's, that's the boundary right there. That was really, really my goal after COVID yeah. <laughs> with
1: yeah. that. So like, I that's mean-
2: why that, that meant so much to me, but it, but as you see what I'm saying though, like it, it's yeah. hard, like I that's totally what it agree. was for me. I like, think that yeah.
0: so many of us don't protect ourselves it's like a lot of us will have negative self-talk towards ourselves and we Mm -hmm. have to unlearn that one of the ways they say is you know imagine you're saying that to your child to your best friend to like your younger self and that ignites in you that like protective feeling but for some reason it's like so unnatural to just feel that towards yourself in the present moment And so I think that's why it's so easy to say, like, I'm not the priority. I'm unimportant is basically what we're constantly telling ourselves. Um, And that is why that boundary of, hey, I do need some alone time gets just like thrown out. And I don't know that we all have defined all that well, like, hey, you know, sure. I love to sit in bed for two hours doing nothing like that's heavenly. But what I really need is 15 minutes in the middle of the day to decompress before going back out to a group full of really loud people that are overstimulating. Or for me, like if something's happening with work and I'm on my phone and I'm stressed, I can't do like, I can't have you talk to me because I'll I'll snap at you and I don't want to. So (laughs) I have to excuse myself. Like I have to go be irritated and focus for a minute so that I can like, and then come back, and that is like a self care boundary. Like if I can go take care of this, I can be calm about it. If I'm overstimulated while taking care of it, heads are gonna roll.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's two things on that. I think as women in general, like it just like you know, with the, it's this big thing, you know, um, movement like talking about men and their feelings, right? Mm-hmm. But like women and us, like not needing boundaries. Right. Um, A lot of times, too, and like what like being expected of us to pour and pour and pour and also being like honestly, like raised to like be seen and not heard. Right. And like belittling ourselves, like with that, like very small. And I'm not saying this, like not not dissing the way that I was raised. Personally, right? Just like sure. in general, yeah. just the general, like,
0: like in general statement,
2: like kids, right? Like, think about it, like back to like our parents and even our grandparents' generations and how kids were treated with that, right? And then how that goes. And I think it's kind of part of our whole bigger movement of like bigger yeah. self awareness. And and how important boundaries are that we even teach our kids to like self-advocate for their boundaries, yeah, right? Through them. the example of boundary setting with us. So I guess that's kind of like the, the roundabout way of what I what I how I learned and am continuing to learn. Um, yeah. because again, like showing up, giving yourself permission to change and what your boundaries are. Um yeah. too. And and so it's I think it's important to reassess. And so that's what we're talking about, like here in the holidays. So, like specifically, that's what I saying the three days. And then the other thing, another, t- another tip too, Ashley, like what you're talking about giving yourself space, um, there was like analogy or some wise tale a long time ago about a guy having a worry tree outside his house. And mm-hmm. so before he came home, he would touch a leaf and that's where he put all of his worries and he would step know. in his house and he would like drop them before he walked in. And then when he'd walk back out the door, he would touch the leaf and pick up his worries again. And, um, that really resonated with me when I first heard it. And so I actually like have a little rock that sits on my desk. Um, I and it's that. my, it's my worry rock. And, oh. um, similarly the little fake plant succulent in my car has a little, uh, that dangles from my mirror that everybody loves. It has a message on it that says today I will focus on, I will not worry about things I cannot control. And that is my worry plant in my car. I am totally stealing that. (laughs) That's really cool.
1: I think that there's an element to like, as we talk about boundaries for ourselves and alone time where like, let's use going to the gym, right? Like some people start their day off with that. And for whatever reason, it's been ingrained in my mind. I don't know if anybody else is like this, that time to myself is almost flex space. And it's like, A privilege that I get to choose what to do with it. And so when we're running out of time or we're so busy or somebody else needs something, it's the first thing to go because it's almost like a little bonus. Mm. You know, it's like, here's your obligations. And if you check off all of these things during the day, then you have like this little bit of time where you're choosing to go to the gym instead of viewing it as like, okay, for me to be like a happy, healthy person that the people in my life need this has to be a priority or an obligation. Um, It's like time to ourselves is flex space almost. And it shouldn't be, Um, you know, and whatever that is, like I know uh, I talked about reading. That's like a big one for me. Um, But I think that, you know, it's, it's a tough thing to, well, okay, and we can talk about this. It's harder for me to enforce boundaries like that than it is for me to enforce boundaries about like, I won't spend time with this person or people who act like this, or I won't be in this situation. But then I don't always step back and go, well, I won't be in this situation without me first, like filling my own cup. Hmm. You know? Yeah. I do that a lot
2: too. It was really hard. I'm not going to lie. Like I put on my goal list to learn how to make, to do, to learn something new creative. And I want to know how to make stained glass. And so I found a stained glass class and I freaking put it on my calendar and (laughs) turned my phone off essentially for the three hours from six to nine to do it. And it was terrible because my kid cried when I left, um, when I left my house and like what you're talking about there. I mean, it was so hard. It was so hard Mm. to walk away. And at the same time, I have to trust, right. That I'm setting good examples with that and explain it. And that's, that's why like, like the, the timing, the the groupings is what I really, the only thing that I can hold to is that I am being intentional with who I'm spending my time with, which is really yeah. interesting with the gifts, right? Because gifts are such my like thing, but now maybe it's I, oh, interesting.
0: Hmm. <laughs> yeah.
1: Ashley, have you had any trouble? Like, I know that you said that your husband's family is all there for the holidays, which we're in very similar boats. Like none of my family's here. All of my husband's family is here. They've always done like large holidays together, which was just mind blowing to me. I was actually just telling somebody my first Thanksgiving here, they kept talking about how small it was. And my biggest Thanksgiving growing up was, I think we had somebody once, so it was six people. Um, and they kept talking about how small this Thanksgiving was and it was 19 people. And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> um, yeah, but it's mind blowing. Again, like you don't have to name anything or any situation in particular, but have you had anything where y'all have to sit down together and be like, Hey, this isn't a situation that like we're comfortable in or that you don't want to take the kids to. Cause I know for me, like that's, that's a biggie too.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's the other thing that's really interesting, right? Is that my husband and I met later in life and there's Mm -hmm. so many things that I think are really, really beneficial now that I'm older to having done that is that when you meet, when you're older, not that you can't change at all, but for the most part, it's a lot of, this is who I am and this is what happens in my life. And I'm confident and secure in that. And it's a take it or leave it type of thing, but also There's no insecurity around like, Katie, I know that this holiday you went to Paris and there's probably a lot of people that are in partnerships that are like, I can't imagine that like my partner would be okay with me leaving over a holiday (laughs) because like whatever, you know, it's their boundary or it's just so, just so important to them. Like Thanksgiving is just like the most important holiday ever, I guess. But for us, like we share, so I share custody with uh, my kid's biological dad, which means every year we switch Thanksgivings. And with like, if my kids were like, we really want you to come to Thanksgiving with me, mom, people, and our dad. And I was like, you know, I think I want to do that instead of go with your family. There would be zero hesitation. There wouldn't be like a, we need to talk about this. I already know how it would work. He'd go to his family because that's his tradition. And I would go off and be with the kids and do whatever. Uh, If for some reason I was like, this is so important to me that you come, (laughs) then I could see us having a conversation about it. Um, But like, to me, that's his boundary is that like when my family was doing that, like, Hey, we're going to go get together. And I was like, man, I don't know what to do here. He was 100%. He's like, just go. Like, if you want to go, go. And I could tell that it was a hard boundary for him that like, this is his family's tradition. These are the times of the year that it's easy for him to go see his family and he cares about doing that. Uh, So that's his boundary and I can sense that. So yeah, yeah, I think that's all very, things that, you know, happen as you get older and more confident and more secure and have those years of experience to know what is and is not important to you.
1: Yeah, well, and I think that's, that's probably the key to it, right, is like boundaries have to come from knowing your priorities and knowing yourself. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, and like um,
2: with that too, so like talking about family, right, like it's it's interesting um, because I feel like all of my relationships with my family um, and the family members in particular that I have really good relationships with um, now have morphed over the years, right? Because 100%. like- as like a kid, right? Like, like you, you have, and then you become adults. So like even my cousins, for example, like I have amazing adult relationships with my cousins and it's not that the relationship chain ever broke, right? It's just just matured. Um, And at some point, and it's not, and it's different for each person, but at some point I feel like I almost went through like a confirmation of my familial (laughs) relationships of like, wait, like, you're actually really cool and I like, like want to hang out with you and like be in relationship yeah. with you uh, for myself, you know? And, and um, I do think that there was kind of some space for me to, to go through that and, and redefine my boundaries when I was like in college. And it's cool. Like what you're talking about, you know, like, like as you know yourself, right. Like you redefine and do that. And I, yeah. I uh, tend to get a little self-absorbed in my head about myself and forget, you know, hello, Brene Brown. I don't think I'm alone with that. I mean, like, you know, <laughs> but um, get self-absorbed in like thinking that I'm the only one that, that operates that way. But like, we all do, right. Like we all do, or at least that, that's what we're talking about here. I think it's like the healthy way of doing things um, yeah, or you know. we would all agree. And that's, that's the world that we're shaping for ourselves and for our, our little nuggets future, you know? And I, I think that that's, that's like, really cool too just to kind of think of boundaries as like world shaping things right like yeah for me to like think about like like what your boundaries are because like I don't I don't have like this list you know like I don't have it like spread out and like maybe I should like maybe this should be a list that like we make and we do over and over you know
1: so I'll I'll say like for me, when I started really paying attention to them, um, I didn't know where to start. And I wasn't intentionally like making boundaries, but I was trying to figure a lot of things out in my life. And I started paying attention to how I felt around certain people or in certain situations because that was the only way that I knew to figure out like <laughs> what I wanted or what I didn't want. And paying attention to how I felt leading up to an event while I was there and then afterwards and then evaluating mm-hmm. if it was worth it right like because there's some things that they're going to be very stressful and very draining but then it's worth it because bigger picture like like right it's not easy to put together holidays for family or friends or what like it's none of that is easy or simple yeah. and it's stressful and whatever and it is worth it like for us it's worth it to do all of that to give Connor like this magical day great worth it situations that I was in previously, absolutely not worth it. And I backed up and was like, why am I doing this? Is it just the expectations of somebody else
0: Mm. that I'm
1: trying to uphold? And if it is, am I okay with that? Because like, if you have a parent who has a tradition that you don't really care about, but it's super important to them and you want to honor your parent, great. But like, am I putting myself in a situation that's not healthy for me, not healthy for my family? for somebody who doesn't have my best interest in mind, like, is that worth it? And so I just kind of started yeah. working through that, like piece by piece and seeing how I felt around different people and in different situations and kind of created my like will and won't list, you know? Um, and then like, like you said, Biz, it changes a lot. I mean, there are some that haven't changed and some that will never change. And then there's things like, you know, um, and this isn't holiday specific, but like, there's a hard boundary of like if you treat me poorly you absolutely do not get to enjoy the magic of a holiday with my child like Family. like you will not you know like you won't have because we get such a finite amount of time before mm-hmm. society really shapes our kids and yeah. like why on Earth, i i am in such a be- like I know I talk about how stressful it is, but like, it's such a beautiful moment where I get to shape so much of the environment that Connor's in and I get to fill it with love and confidence and affirmations and beauty and teaching him how to be a good person. And if you treat me or Brett poorly, like why would I put that example in front of my child? Mm. (laughs) Like That doesn't, you know? So that's a boundary that like, it's not tied to a specific person, um, but it will never change.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. I dig that. I
0: I like that you pointed out that you paid attention to how you felt before, during, and after, because I think about all the things that beforehand you're like, ugh, I don't want to. This is going to be stressful or I'm tired and blah, blah, blah. And so if you always just listen to those things, you probably would never do anything (laughs) at all. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes it's like, I know I'm, it's like the gym. Like, Sometimes the getting up and getting ready, you're like, I don't want to do this. And then the there, yeah. sometimes you're enjoying it. Sometimes you're not. But the after, you're always <laughs> like, ah, oh, thank goodness I went. The payoff is worth it. Yeah. Because
1: like. For sure. not every Not everything in life is super enjoyable. And like. Yeah you know again big picture and this is why like I'll always go back to what's my mission in life and like does this feed my mission it's like big picture some things are not super fun or enjoyable or like we talked about in the last episode like I'm not super happy in this moment and like I know that it's worth it (laughs) (laughs) and yes I am I am a good old graduate thank you very much Uh, yeah (laughs) I like like
2: I want to like talk about too with it, like, you know, all these goals, this boundary setting stuff we're talking about here. It's not fun whenever you make some of these adjustments sometimes. Cause like y'all are, you know, when y'all are talking about, you know, like before and during and after, like, I don't get nervous going in. I get nervous after. And it's because I like lie to myself, right. On like what happened while I'm there. (laughs) And so like, I've had to work through and do a lot of like like personal work and I'm still chewing through it like actively um, to be able to analyze. And then I'm like, okay, well, I need to make a list and I need to come up with a smart way of tracking this. So I can, so I can really do this. But then like, that doesn't really make a lot of time and I'm getting, I'm getting lost in and all of those thoughts. But like the, the reality of it is though with, with what you're talking about, the feeling afterwards too, is that it's, it's, it's okay if it doesn't feel good when you're making those one degree shifts. And so yeah. like, if you're someone like me, that's like used to being spread thin and, and like you, like, like, I mean, you know, when you go are running towards burnout, I mean, not just like all of us have experienced burnout. Right. And I think that that's yeah. really like boundary setting is the best, best defense is a good offense. Right. And as far as like burnout goes, but yeah. like w- whenever you, you're doing that to, um, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Because the the
2: changes, it's uncomfortable and like, you still have to lean in. And so with the boundary setting, if it doesn't feel good, like still commit to doing it for a hot minute because like you, you don't, you know, change is hard, change is hard. (laughs) And it's going to feel weird, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: it's hard. (laughs) (laughs) it's hard and it might feel uncomfortable and i think that like overall it'll feel a lot better it's going to be really i remember um was like a specific boundary that i set and the first time i did it i mean i was like basically throwing up before during and after because i just like my whole life i had tried to like please this person or you know like do things just so and this was a really it was kind of rebellious you know to like step out and set this boundary and do this thing. And I was so nervous because so much of my identity had been tied. Like it was just ingrained in me. Like this was my way of life. And then once I got past that and like my life went on and everything was okay. And then I regained a little control over my life and how I felt. And I got to like protect my environment, the peace that came with that. And I think that that's really the big thing for me. The peace that came from that was so much better than like the uncomfortable bits that I had to get through. And I think that for me, that's what a uh, boundary setting really comes to is like protecting your peace and probably the people around you too. Cause there's a lot of people who don't set their own boundaries and they're just unhappy, <laughs> you know? Yeah.
2: And like yeah. big picture stuff, like where we talk about like, you know, entrepreneurs said when you walk in a room and you split it in thirds, right. And like the third that, that like you, I think this goes back to us throwing our energy into the third that are still trying to make up their mind and mm. like testing the theory with the boundary setting that you will find others that have similar boundaries or at least understand yours fully, which yeah. then will ideally, you know, invite other and grow, continue to grow the world that you want to have. And, um mm. and that's, that's really what I think is the key key for me really is people, right? It's not about where you're going. It's who you're with. Um, in all things yeah. so so it's cool how like all this stuff really blends in together with these big picture arcing and I like how we're pulling out like subtopics of the, the <laughs> big the big picture like this is really cool good good topic Kate is awesome <laughs> I, like
1: this. Yeah. I think um I, I think you brought up a good point too there though is that like when you find that place where you're surrounded with other people who have set boundaries, not necessarily the same ones as you and their understanding of it, and it takes away that anxiety of, like, if you enforce a boundary with another person, like you said, biz, it can feel so bad. But then when you find people who are comfortable with honoring and respecting other people's boundaries, like, Ashley, you're talking about your husband and how it's just – So respectful of okay, that's great. There's no animosity there. If there's something that you know we want to incorporate the other person in, we can have a conversation about it, and you're both so like open to that. But when you find the people who respect that you have boundaries, it is so refreshing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, and you realize that you've been over explaining things for so long in your Mm -hmm. life. Like I used to, if I couldn't make something that I felt I was obligated to go to, I would explain why, explain why I couldn't be there, send so many apologies, do everything in my, in my uh, capability to like, Apologize to them, and now I've surrounded myself with so many people who I'm just like I don't have capacity for it, or, um, you know, like, no, that's family time, and yeah. no is a complete yeah. also, or things like, hey, I'm going to be five minutes late for recording this podcast because I had a breakdown in the car and I really need a muffin. <laughs> I need a muffin. Get that muffin, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. Uh-
2: <laughs> Muffin month, but no, um, the yeah, and I, it's just, it's really interesting too, because like you know, I think about it like a business angle, right? Because that's really where my boundaries get fucked. It's because like we all like I work straight commission, you know, there ain't no residual income coming here, and so you know, it's the hard to not take the call, or it's hard yeah. to you know whatever, and then like. You know, it's and then you always hear that if you set the boundaries and lean in, that people will do what you tell them to. And it's just really hard. Yeah. And I think that that's right. And I think so for like anybody who is in like a, a sales thing or commission drive, right? Like, I mean, just know like when we're talking about this, like all of us have lived that grind and have like experienced yeah. that. So, so like mm-hmm. this, this boundaries conversation is, is hard earned um, with it. And like, it's something that we hold ourselves accountable to all the time, just by, like I've mentioned before, you know, Katie and Ashley, just by being examples in my life, you know, holding me accountable to, to respecting their boundaries, but also what I should have for myself. Right. Like being yeah. these living, breathing examples, um, and back to your community and all that stuff. But yeah, well, it's, and that um, was, yeah,
1: that was like my next, point that i wanted to bring up though is that we talk a lot about like we've been talking about personal boundaries and stuff but there's a lot of work boundaries too and i know especially in our industry and the way that we operate uh the market has shifted it's always slower at this time of year right and so how often do you let your work boundaries go like if you're a hard i don't answer the phone after seven o'clock during holidays do you like are you slipping on some of that because for the business needs it and that's okay sometimes you know like I talk a lot about congruency and the the pendulum kind of that'll swing at different times but like do you find it harder to enforce boundaries between business and personal oh yeah are you kidding
2: (laughs) like like, that's everything that's (laughs) everything for me (laughs) yeah and it's hard too. like Okay, like real talk, like when we talk about real friends versus deal friends, for me it's people who respect the boundaries that that I put in place for my family. Um it's it's a really big thing. Like I mean like let's let's talk about me being a broker and all the realtors that I talk to, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: and that's that's the big one for me um with that. And it's it's very it's it's very obvious, like I have such a different respect and appreciation for like even people that come like knock on my door in Texas when I was living in Texas about like, you know, electricity bill changing because Texas is whatever. If you lived in Texas, you would know it happens.
1: Um you know, it's
2: just it's just interesting. It's really interesting with that. So, so yeah. So I do have a problem. I have a problem with it because I the nature of our business is to essentially be it's it's um easier to be a doormat and like expect the other person to put the boundary on for you. Right. And so for like a long time, I was like a mimicker. So I would run around and I would mimic other people's boundaries. And the problem with that though, is that not everybody respects you (laughs) as much as you should be respected And that's where like, it goes back to what it was with Liv. And it was me really learning. I mean, she's eight now. So like, we're talking about, this is like a long thing, like again, journey, (laughs) but like going back to Liv and like teaching her through teaching her is like also teaching me what I should and shouldn't do. And, you know, it holds me accountable to the example that I'm setting to her, um, to what I do. And, and, and I find it's honestly, it's easier and more challenging to set boundaries, the older she gets, and and that might be a correlation to my business growth too, um, and where it is obviously, but but like also with the time that I really like the value layering for me, right? Like, yeah. it's it's just different. So so yeah, it's it's interesting and it's yeah. hard with clients. Like it's easier with clients actually, right? Like Calendly changed my life.
1: Um, creating a <laughs> Calendly
2: link to send to people—it like changed my life. But like you talk about boundary, that's a great. Actually, the Calendly is a great example because whenever I first set that up and I sent it out, even to my friends and like, I like my mom. My mom was like, my mom was like, cool. Actually, uh, my mom was the one of the ones who got it and understood. Yeah. But um, you know, it's 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 interesting. It's it's just really cool, like how people ebb and flow in and out of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I yeah. think that. Go ahead, Ashley. just going to say, I I feel that work can sometimes be easier because it's, most people, if you say, hey, you know, I'll get to this tomorrow, you know, I'm shutting the phone off for the day and they're like, oh, didn't even realize the time. Absolutely go enjoy the family. Like nine times out of 10, that's the response when you hold the boundary. Whereas if you're talking about sometimes those personal boundaries, it feels (laughs) like personal attacks to people. And so to me, business tends to be easier. But in a role that's commission only, we like, for example, it's just, this is happening. Like right now I have a listing and there is a broker that might be making an offer on it and they keep coming back with more questions, more questions. There's no, they haven't written an offer. They're not under contract. They just keep coming back with questions for the client. And on the one hand, like I get it, I respect it. But on the other hand, it gets really irritating being like, I don't want to go find more answers and have you not write an offer because they're pretty inconsequential, you know, dollars and cents type of things that you would find out anyways while you're in your discovery period under contract. And so somebody asked me, I was was trying to get this answered and somebody was like, how much work do you want to do to get this under contract? And I was like, whatever work I have to do. Yeah. And it's interesting because I was like, whoa, there is zero boundary right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I know. And see, and I think like I work through this because sometimes it's like my superpower, right? And I can almost like get stuck in like this manic episode of like, "Go, oh, and like, that's where it's like really important to have boundaries in place with like for that too. And like to know that about yourself. And that's, and like, that's, that's what like, like putting it on my calendar like living by your calendar. And then like yeah. me, like learning about like how I had to put white space. Like yeah. I have to create white space on my calendar, you know? Um, and and that's a that's another firm boundary there, there with it too. Hmm. I do so. have more boundaries than I thought I did um with it. That's <laughs> cool. Yeah.
1: Well, and on your calendar, like learning to live by your calendar, one of the things that I started when I first got into real estate was shifting my verbiage about a lot of things and everything was an appointment because yeah. no matter if you're talking to like another agent or client or whatever if Yourself, you tell
0: them what the yeah yeah
1: <laughs> if you tell them what you're like the details of what you're doing they're going to be offended that they don't rank higher on the list yeah then whatever it is so if you're like nope I'm going to hang out with my kid they're gonna be like well you do that all the time I really need to get the answer when in reality like a lot of us know there are no emergencies in real estate Truly, truly. Sorry for anybody who didn't realize that. There are no emergencies. Um, the only one is if your house is on fire and you need to call 911 in that case, not your agent. Um, <laughs> call, call them after. I want somebody um, to make that their voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was it was mine. It was mine. Well, there's, there's, uh, if you're experiencing a real emergency, hang up and dial 911 <laughs> and testing <laughs> after. Just like <laughs> the doctors do. <laughs> but like I used to give my clients when I would do my consultations with them. I would tell them, you know, like, hey, here's the link to my calendar. And also, um, like, I will always get back to you as soon as I possibly can. Sometimes me getting back to you will be me telling you when I'm able to have a live conversation. Just Mm -hmm. like when I'm with you and you want my attention, when I'm in another appointment, that gets my attention. Um, And so – Everything became an appointment to me. My breakfast, my legion, my consults, my showings, my negotiations, my downtime, my shopping, my massage. literally everything in my life was an appointment. And so it was like, oh, I have an appointment at that time or I'm in an appointment right now. I can call you in 45 minutes. And my appointment was doing my laundry, but it made sure that the things that I needed to happen in my life happened so that I could give like a better me to other people And I've let that slip a little bit, but I think that changing the verbiage changed my mindset and it made those things like, if it was important enough to be on my calendar, then it was a priority in my mind too.
0: That's true. I, I still use a handwritten calendar just so I can easily look at an entire month and see Mm -hmm. one, I outline my entire custody. So I know exactly what kind of times I have available just from, just with my eyeballs really quick. Yeah. And that's really helpful when like somebody's like, oh, can you come to this seven o'clock PM party? I can look and I'm like, nope, got the kids. And you guys have heard me say it before when I have the kids, unless there is like a huge can't miss type of deal, I'm with them. Um, So that helps me a ton. But also if I've written it down on my calendar, it gets into my phone. So I'm still living by my calendar and following my appointments. I've learned I have to, or else I mix (laughs) things up. I show up places a week early, an hour early, like I'm all over the place, but it. it helps me like commit to like, I had to go tour a school because we're going to be uh, upgrading to high school soon. And so we had to go do a tour and it's at 6.30 at night That's and it's cold, Terrifying. And it's windy as hell. I know. And I was like, I don't want to go, but this is a once a year, This is the only, you, know, you can't just like not go. And so I had to suck it up and say, you know, I don't want to do it, but it's an obligation yeah. and I went and did it. So yeah, definitely having your calendar and living by your calendar. It's something I fought for so long. And then once I did it so much better and I'm not with everything now, like I make Excel spreadsheets for things and I'm not an organized person. So color coding and using all these like functions and things. And I love it now. I love the organization of it. And one day I was texting Shane, my husband, and I was like, why didn't anybody tell me being organized was so fun?
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, remember our last episode when we talked about being happy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I smiled so much because I was introduced to Trello and spreadsheets. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: Literally, like being organized in your 30s is like, oh, I get to sit down and make an itinerary. (laughs) (laughs) Okay,
1: but truly, truly, how great is it when you know that you keep your calendar and you keep your appointments and all your priorities are taken care of. Mm
0: -hmm. And then
1: when you get to that time where you get to relax and you actually get to relax because everything that had to be done is done. Yes.
2: Oh my God, tell me about that long and slow.
1: Well, no. <laughs>
0: Listen, there's there's Wait always something that so- <laughs> yeah, I'll always- say it's slower.
2: <laughs> Is there a beach? <laughs> Is there a hammock? <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's, always-
0: <laughs> there's always something that could be done, but the things that have to get done. Yeah. (laughs) I I am totally like an eternal to-do list. The to-do list is never done. It's not a like, oh, I have to get everything on this list done. My to-do list is an active live document of just like, I don't want it in here anymore in my head. I want to throw it up on my notes on a piece of paper somewhere so that I won't forget it. And once it's there, it's going to get done because I don't have to think about remembering it anymore. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I need, in addition to a worry rock, I need
1: to. <laughs> Do you need a worry garden? Wait, I need a break. boundary brick. <gasps> I need. A... And if somebody crosses it, you throw it at them. Just, just, what? just kidding. Just oh, kidding. We don't advocate dense. for violence. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a foam brick. It's a foam really? brick. <laughs> <Give me respect. laughs> my my muffin was really good to me this morning. <laughs> So title. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: okay. What were, you, what were you? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Biz. In addition to a worry rock. Okay.
2: In addition to a worry rock, I need to go back to making checklists. Yes. To yes. do this. I am like, like for those of you listening at home and don't know what's going on in my my business life, I'm like completely restructuring everything. Like it's it's going to be awesome is what oh, yeah. it is. And it's, it's everything that it's freaking amazing. I'm like a kid in a candy store. Um, <laughs> and at the same time, I am failing fast and forward and very quickly until I figure <laughs> it all out right now. And, and like, I guess, you know, I have to give myself permission and that's why like, I am okay with it is honestly, the reason why I'm okay with it is because I am being so intentional about the time and it sucks mm-hmm. when I'm doing it, but I yeah. know, I know how important it is. And like, y'all, like, I really haven't lost my shit in like a while, like knock on wood. I mean, yeah. like, You know, it's kind of one of those things like, you know, like you wake up one day and you realize you're, you're talking about something in past tense, you know? And like, again, like it, it doesn't, it doesn't always feel good doing all of this stuff guys, but like, you got to trust the process, you know, and you got to trust yourself. And that's, that's like, again, like that's just the the biggest thing with me with with this and and, and in it. And, you know, I'm making this, I, I promised myself that I would remain vulnerable as we all did in the stuff, as we're waddling through it. And, yeah. and this boundary conversation, like I said, it is very timely for me um, mm-hmm. in all, all areas. And and it's crazy. Cause like, as we're doing the conversation, I realized that like, I think I like, that's the source of my frustration. <laughs> that mm-hmm. really is the source of my frustration right now. And, and as I'm, as I'm hiring and leveraging, someone i had two people recently in my life challenged me on if i'm hiring to leverage income or if i'm hiring to leverage time
0: mm. yeah, okay. and
2: and i i'm really really sitting with that as i as i'm interviewing um and talking to people it's really it's really cool it's really cool yeah
0: yeah
1: i like that all right so and we talked about tradition versus obligation right yep i want something fun uh what's your favorite holiday tradition that like you will not miss?
0: Uh, This one's probably pretty easy for me. And it is a love hate relationship. We call it cookie palooza (laughs) and it is Christmas cookie like weekend where we just make all the different cookies that we want. We decorate the sugar cookies. Uh, We have our like go-to favorites, but we always throw two or three new flavors on the roster to try out. And so the kids will help me bake some. They'll sit there and decorate. We've got Christmas movies on, and then, of course, we all eat way too many cookies by the end of the day. So everybody <laughs> has sugar highs, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I love it. So we call it Cookie Palooza, and I make sure we get it done every year. What about BRB? Katie?
1: BRB, going to Google Flights to book a flight to Denver. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when is that? we had
0: Cookie Palooza, unfortunately.
1: It had to be early this year so that we wouldn't miss it. Well, thanks for the invite. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) um,
1: Mine is tough because Connor's so young that we're still kind of like playing around with it. I can tell you like growing up, my absolute favorite, absolute favorite tradition was this very smallest thing. I had this little ornament um, and it was was like a nativity scene, but the doors were closed. Um, And every morning on Christmas... Before any gifts were opened, I would open the doors like to the thing. And it was like the start Mm. of Christmas. And it was my favorite growing up. Like that was so fun to me. Um, I wanted to do the Christmas jammies. We did them Connor's first Christmas. We didn't do them last year. Um, I would say probably right now mine is just like looking at lights. Uh, That's not like a specific night, but we just choose a time to like have hot drinks, go look at Christmas lights go see the stuff, but as he gets older, I'm sure we'll make more, but we're still kind of figuring out like what we're going to solidify as our family traditions. Um, my personal ones that just like bring me happiness are the cheesy Christmas movies and like,
2: Oh, I you're love... totally a Hallmark
1: movie channel person, oh, yeah. aren't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All oh, <day>. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, yeah. there's on, my U- on my YouTube TV recordings, Um, I want to say there's like 42 recorded right now. I will probably I watch it. like one of them. Yeah. No, they're phenomenal. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah,
2: I like two things you said too. So like ornaments, right? Like that's, that's what I'm most drawn to. I, I'm a really sentimental person and I inherited my grandmother's Christmas ornaments, my grandparents' Christmas ornaments that are glass and like gold and like, they're just so pretty. And I, um, Jonathan and I got married in November, so we got to register for Christmas things. Mm, and so oh, fun. I had someone buy us water, like a Waterford Christmas ornament that Ooh. was part of a 10 year, like the first year of the set for 10 years. And so yeah. I slowly started collecting those. And so it's my goal to eventually have like an adult tree of like all crystal and gold one day Ooh. when I'm like, mm. oh, it's so. So pretty, and each year I get more, and it just gets prettier and prettier. And now I have two trees. Um, mm. and so that and and Liv's godmother, shout out Aunt Jeannie, fairy godmother Jeannie, um, has picked up the tradition with Liv and gets her the swaborski ones. Um, oh, so she has her cool. own set nice. that she's building, um, too. So I really love busting those out because, like, I only get to appreciate them while they're Mm -hmm, out and then I put Mm -hmm. them back up so that and then like with what you're talking about too with Connor like I a girl math here actually because Black Friday got me um (laughs) Black Friday got me about starting new traditions with Liv and like where we're talking about boundaries and doing things with each other like If I can blend, like, I love a Venn diagram. Like, if I can blend multiple things together and, like, create a target in the middle, I am, like, that's what I'm doing. Like, efficiency is my middle name. And so I saw on Black Friday that they had Barbie Dreamhouse gingerbread kits. And it was like extra 20% off if you picked it up from the store and the store is right by where live swim practice is. Oh, how convenient. And right. And I had points and they kept texting me and <laughs> they got me at like one o'clock in the morning and I saw those and I just like yoink and bottom because I also have space right now that I normally don't have because my downstairs, I live in a duplex, my downstairs unit is empty. And we haven't hosted a party, and Liv needs to get all of her little friends together. And so I bought enough of them to, for her to have like a little Christmas party, um, uh-huh. decorating Aww. with it. And I, um, her, I love my community here in New Orleans, y'all. Like I, I love them so much. Um, mm-hmm. And we've started kind of traditions of like Mother's Day and Father's Day and Halloween. And I, uh, I'm hoping that, that this is one that we can continue to do, um, with my kid. And so like, as like you're teaching boundaries or inclusion and like all of that stuff, like it's, it's cool. And so I, I, I can't wait to see what type of fun things you come up with with Connor, um, as yeah. he gets older,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, think, with it. And and th- that's the magic of Christmas or that's the magic of the holiday season, right? Like with yeah. kids. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: like we're excited to explore it and figure out, you know, is he like this year there's um in our area there's a big light display but it's all dinosaurs and he loves dinosaurs right now. And so like we're we're absolutely going to that. That's not going to be an annual thing, but like right now in this moment it's great. I think one yeah. that we may pick up like I went out of the country for Thanksgiving um and it was actually really really fun and Thanksgiving used to be my favorite holiday. Uh, but there's absolutely nothing that says that we can't just make that food on a different day. And we may just yep. travel every year for Thanksgiving as a family and have that be like, you know, our thing. It was fun. Um, But we'll see. It'll be cool. Um, Okay. Who's got some hype? Who? Need something good. I went
2: to state sailing this weekend and had a great time. I just, yeah, I I just got to say that. I, like, I love yeah, it. I, It was also all the cool clothes I got. I got some antique
0: jewelry, too. Like, y'all just watch. Y'all just watch. I'm looking so good. I (laughs) picked up new lights for my bedroom because we have, like, (gasps) pendant lights next to our bed instead of nightstand lamps. But they're, like, super 90s Tuscan vibe,
1: and they don't fit with
0: our 1800s house at (laughs) all. So we're slowly removing that. And I got these lights that have brass and black and like a big glass bulb with an Einstein (gasps) light on the inside. I am so excited. And they were $40 for the pair. Shut up. What? On Facebook Marketplace. Oh. Oh my
2: gosh. Dude, Facebook, that gets me too, man. It does.
0: (laughs) I know. I'm like addicted to it. I'm always looking at stuff on there.
2: Yeah. Oh my gosh. No. Do you Amazing. have cool stuff up in Philly, Katie? Do you no. have cool stuff up there? No.
1: No. Mm-hmm. No. More there's well. a lot. Is it? There's there's a lot of like um, here's this very roughly used uh chair, and it's like a chair <laughs> with no C and like dog bites all of it and stuff. hundred dollars. Like forty forty dollars sure. must pick up today, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sometimes people are really no, dreaming on there. I'm like, that should be free. I'm doing you a favor.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> awesome. Well, I appreciate y'all sharing so much. This has been a good conversation. I also want to close this out by just reminding anybody listening that um, it's okay. And you have permission to set boundaries for yourself. Um, yes. And the only person that you truly have obligation to is yourself and those that you choose to really. Mm-hmm. So like, please be mindful of your family, your spouse. Um, but you know, it's it's your life and and your health and happiness is really paramount. And so during this holiday season, if that's tough for you, you know, um, we're your friends now and, <laughs> and we'll back you on setting healthy boundaries and uh, creating the life and environment that you want to live in. So thanks for joining Heck us. Yeah, uh, will. <laughs> we can't well, wait I just got to like an amen that one because that's <laughs> what it's all about, man. That's was all that <laughs> <laughs> Um, We will see y'all next week. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate us, review us. Uh, that can be a Christmas gift for us, is some great Christmas. Christmas. And sh- yes. Yeah, and share us with some friends. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Bye.